Oh, that's nice. That's the kind of song like you just like put your arm around that person. You don't even know them. You just want to put your arm around them. I, mean, I want to put my arm around Tommy. That's weird. But uh, hey, uh, I'm glad you're here. Let, let's, just, let's just pray together. So um, God, um, you know, we listen to songs like that and different people have different responses to that. Some is like, yeah, that's good. And some is like, nah, it reminds me a lot of really uh, painful parts of my life. And I, I think that today is going to be one of those days where we look into different parts of our life and we're going to have all kinds of responses because um, life, uh, life is hard, and, but that's where we meet you sometimes, maybe for the first time. And so we're going to take today, we're going to take our real lives and what's going on in our real lives all week long, and we're going to lay them beside what you say is true and better, and then hopefully connect those so that we have a, a chance, a shot at something really, really good a, good, a good life. So teach us about your son, Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen. Hey, uh, we're going to start a new series today, um, and, and I just want to kind of launch it off of this. I, I want to, I'm going to give you like this super profound statement. I mean, I, what I'm about to say, it's deep, um, it's spiritual, it's, it's mystical. As a matter of fact, when I say this, here's what's going to happen in this room. You're going to look at the person next to you, and you're either going to whisper it, or you're just going to say it with your eyes. That's why we come. He's so wise. He's like a sensei. Wisdom's dripping off the stage. I mean, and you know what? And you'll come up to me after, after church and, and you'll go, hey, Jim, that was really good. And I'll go, oh, no, it was nothing. I'm just trying to be a blessing. But inside, you know what I'm going to be thinking? It was good. It, I mean, it was good. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like a philosopher. I'm like, you know, Plato or, you know, C.S. Lewis or Jesus. I'm that, it's, it's that good. What I'm about to tell you has the power. If you'll just kind of think through it, it can change everything. All right, it can change the way you see everything, the way you see yourself, the way you see all your relationships, the way that you see, see the whole world. So, so take a breath and get ready to write it down, although I think you'll be able to memorize it. You're, most of you can do that. All right, but uh, so, so here it is. Here's the philosophical way we're going to launch this year. Ready? Here, here it is. Ready? You are here. That's it. That's all I got, right? Let's close with prayer. All right. No, 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 no. You know, just, just think about it. Some of you are going, that's not, that's not deep. That's dumb. We know, all right? We're, we're, we're here. But just think about this. Think about everything it took for you to be here right now, all right? Because two hours ago, you weren't here. See, I, told, I studied hard for this, all right? right? So two, I don't know where you were two, two hours ago. Maybe you were in bed. Maybe you were at breakfast. Maybe you were at a restaurant. Maybe you were at work, you know, you just got off work. Or maybe you were wherever you were. Think what had to happen in the last hour or two for you to be like right here, right now. How many, uh, how many miles had to be covered? How many right turns and left turns? How many red lights and green lights? How many you know, potholes that you hit and you didn't see it coming, but you hit them anyway? How many times you thought, you know, I always go this way, but now there's a block and now I have to do a detour and I have to do something I didn't plan on doing. How many exit ramps did you have to take? How many on ramps did you have to take? How, how many stretches of road that you've driven a thousand times before and you, you, you always know it's always like this. I can see it coming. It's not a problem. How many blind curves did you have to go around today in order to get here? Some of you, some of you, you were wise. You, along the way, you look at your gas gauge when it's almost on empty and I need to stop and I need to refuel or I'm not going to get to where I say that I want to go, which is right here, right? And if you hadn't stopped and, and refueled, um, you, you wouldn't be here, but you're here. Now, you, you, here, here's the other part of this. Some of you are going, you know what? I don't want to be here, <laughs> but you are, you're here. All right? Some of you go, well, I, I, I want to be somewhere else. But you're not. You're, you're, you're here. Some of you going, but it's not my, I don't care. You're here. You lost a bet. You know, you're grounded. Whatever. You're, you, are, you are here. And you know what? Some, some of you, if, if you would have asked, someone would ask you a year ago, do you think you'll ever be there 
meaning here, you would have gone, not a thousand years will someone like me ever be in this chair you know, on a Sunday or a Saturday, whatever that is. I, I, no, I just won't. But you know what? You're wrong. You're here. You're here. Some of you, this is what you've already done. You got out of bed and you do what you always do. You get on Facebook, right? And you look at where everybody else is and you go, I want to be there. But you're not. You're actually, you're, you're here. And I, I know, you know this sounds like kind of silly and kind of obvious. It's not really, really deep. But some of you are, are already catching on. You're really not talking about here like this chair, are you? No, I'm not. No, no, no. What, some of you are going, you're, you're actually talking about my life. And if that's what you concluded, nod your head and act like you were anyway. But th- you're right. I'm not talking about this chair. I'm talking about your life. So, you know, I, I could phrase the same question a little bit different. And it, it gets a lot more intrusive than you're in this chair. I'll, I'll, here's what I mean by that. This is your life. And that's a different reaction, isn't it? Then, you know, I had to make some right turns and left turns. I was at A and I need to get to B and B being this chair. So I had to make some you know, right turns and left turns. That, that's different when I say, this is, this is my life. But the same thing, let's just follow the same path. A lot of things had to happen for you to end up with, today with this is my life. A lot of choices had to be made. You made some choices over the last several weeks, months, years, decades that ended up, this, this is your life. Some other people made some choices. You didn't even get a vote on it, but it fell on you. And because of that, this is, is your life. You, you made a lot of right turns and wrong turns, right? You made a lot of, you, you hit a lot of red lights. Some of you just ran right through them, all right? There were stretches of road in your life where you go, this is exactly what I thought it would be. This is the life I always thought, you know, and, and, it's, and it's straight and I, see, and I see it coming. Some of us, we had some blind curves we didn't see coming, but we just hit the gas because we didn't know what else to do. And we went faster and we went around that curve and bam, we crashed and burned, right? But whatever it is, we ended up with this is my life. Some of us along the way, we knew that we were running on empty, but we, we told ourselves, I can keep going a little bit longer. I don't need to refuel. I don't need anything to fill me up. I can make it. And we were wrong. And now this is our life, and we could describe our life as I feel really empty inside. Everything, I don't know who said this, so I'm going to say I did, all right? Everything in your life, from your birth all the way up to this moment in this chair, has added up perfectly to end up where you have to say, I am here, and this is my life. Everything that's happened to you, everything that's been done to you, everything you've done right or wrong, has all perfectly come together to go, I am here and this is my life. Some of us are going, but I don't want this to be my life. I know, but it is. This is your life. Some of you are going, this isn't the life I thought I would have. Back in, in high school, when I got out of high school and I, I planned my life, or when I got out of college, when I first met him or her, I never thought that my life would be like this, but it is. Some of you are already arguing with me. You're like like in, in your head, I can see it in your faces. You're getting really defensive and you're going, but don't judge me. You know, if, if the circumstances of my life had been different, if he had done what he said or she had done what she had said and if all these things had come together and if I hadn't had that job or if I had a better job and if I, that's just not fair, my, then my life wouldn't be like this. I know, but it happened. And this is your life. A few years ago, you never thought this would be your life. Maybe you wish your life was different, but it's not. Some of you are going, you know what? There's someone I wish was in my life and they're not in my life. They're not there. This is your life. Some of you are going, I have someone in my life. I wish they weren't in my life. They're right there. Sitting beside, don't point, all right? But this, this, this is your life. And some of us, you get, we, we get on Facebook or Pinterest or, or Sports Center or whatever it is, and we see these people and see them on TV and, and movies and stuff and go, I want their life. But that's not your life. This is. This is your life. And it brings up a lot of emotions when you're going, this is it. And we get even more specific about the part of your life. You can look at your life and go like this, all right? This is my marriage. 
This is it. This is my family. These are my kids. These are my parents, whatever that is, right? This is my body, you know, and it's not doing well. This is how much money I have. This is how much money I owe. This, these are my hobbits. These, ha- hobbies, these are my, my habits. These are my, and hobbits, don't, ju- all right? <laughs> Just let it go, folks, all right? <laughs> these, are my, these are my habits. This is what I do. These are my addictions. This is what I've always done before. This is what I'll, I'll probably do now. It's just, this is my life. And you know, right now, it's, it's pretty depressing. Some of you are already going through your purse. I need a Xanax just to make it through the rest of this, all right? right? And I'm not judging you. People, prayer, pills. God works, all right? So that's just true, all right? But, but here's what I mean but, you know, before you leave, all right? Um, some, some, I got to call him and keep drinking that water, all right? So, all right, um, Some of you are going, you know, you're making it sound negative. This is my life and I like it. Like I like him and her, right? I I like us. I like our family. We're in a good spot right now. This is my life and it's fine. Are you saying there's something wrong with that? No, no, that's awesome. What what a lot of you are saying, listen, if you would have seen my life a year ago or two years ago, this is better. Like the chair I sat in like, like five years ago wasn't, didn't look like this chair, I promise you. And the road that I was on was leading to some really, really bad places. So actually, when I look at my life right now, it's actually, I, it's good. I like it. And, and, and if that's you, that's awesome. I just don't want you to check out of the rest of, of, of this conversation because let me just tell you the truth. You are surrounded by a whole bunch of people who used to have something really good in their life and now they don't. And if we were honest, again, we have to be really, really honest in us. If we were honest and we look at, at our life, most of us, we can't own it all, but we would have to honestly say, the reason I don't have that good thing in my life anymore, I, I, know, I know what went wrong. Right. Now, just to make sure everybody's on the, are, are you following me? Can anybody relate to what I've said so far? Anybody? All right. You're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that all the time. And what you're feeling, here's what I said, what you're feeling um, we all feel, and people have always, as long as there have been people, we have gone through the same thing of going, this is my life, and I didn't know if this was what my life was gonna be, but this is my life, and, I, and I'm here. And here's where I wanna go with this. The world that Jesus stepped into like 2,000 years ago was filled with people just like us. It's not that different. The world that Jesus stepped into were people like you and me, and they, they had their life planned out. Back in their, in their teens, they, they thought, this, I, this is what I hope to do with my life, and this is what my family's gonna look like, and this is what my relationship, and this is what my income, and this is what my body, and all that. They had it all planned out, and then something happened in their life, and their life was very, very, very different than what they had planned. Jesus stepped into a world of people who had, had really good things in their life, and then those good things, or those good people, or whatever it is, the, th- the good thing they had, it was gone. They lost it. So, somebody took it from them, um, somebody broke a promise, somebody died, whatever that is. And Jesus stepped into a world of people who said, you know, I, I used to have something good and then I lost it and I don't, I don't think it's coming back. I, I don't think it'll ever come back. People just like you and me who go, you know, I know there's some things I need to do, but I, I'm gonna do something different. Jesus, the same things are going through your head right now surrounded Jesus, people, the same things going on in their head. They, they looked around and Jesus would say something like, what well, I'm gonna teach you today. And they're gonna look at that and go, you know, that, there was a day what you're talking about might've been possible for me, but, but not anymore. But based on where I am and this is my life, no, pro- probably not, not for me. Maybe that, that lady over there or maybe for that family, 
but not for me. The, the first record, at least in the Bible, the first time Jesus stood up in front of a crowd of people, kind of like what I'm doing, it wasn't in a, in a room or a building. It was actually on the side of a hill. And the Bible is very specific in, in describing the people that showed up at that first talk from Jesus. And I, and I, and I guess I, I think Jesus is, is God, so he knows everything. I, I, he, I think he chose this moment very, very strategically to say, let me tell you what I'm about. The Bible says the first time Jesus stood up and talked, the, the, the audience was full of people who um, their bodies were broken. A lot of people there, their bodies were broken. They used to work and then they don't work anymore. They, um, they used to be able to walk, they can't walk anymore. Um, they had diseases in their, in their bodies. Some of them, it says, some of the people that came and heard Jesus taught had demons living inside of them. I mean, it's that dark. I mean, it's that scary thing, all right? And, and if you keep on reading through in Matthew chapter five, it says the people showed up and I think Jesus looked across the crowd and I wanna to talk to you and I wanna to talk to you. He said, the crowd was full of people who were absolutely convinced because of so many mistakes they'd made in their life, they had nothing spiritual to offer to anyone. They were bankrupt. The, the, the audience was full of people who were mourning because important parts and people in their life had, had died and they, they didn't have any explanation for it. They, they had people in their life who, who hungered and thirsted. I just want to do the right thing and I'm doing my best to do the right thing. And the more I try to do the right thing, the worse it gets. Anybody feel like that? So it's full of people who, you know, I'm trying to bring peace between these people and then they both turned on me. People that were insulted and persecuted for just trying to do the right thing the right thing. And, and as Jesus stands up and says what I'm about to, to teach you, I, I'm pretty sure that at least, at least two things went through everybody's mind. As they said, this is, this is I, I'm here and this is my life. Most of them went right to this, like a lot of us are doing right now, probably because this is what I deserve. I know I messed up. I know I screwed up. I know I turned right and I should have turned left, whatever that is. So yeah, my life is a mess. You just got to make your, le- your bed and, and lay in it. You, this is your, this is your life. This is what you deserve. And they go right on to the same place that a lot of us go is, and, and you know what? I wouldn't blame it. I, I bet God doesn't even love me anymore. My life is a mess because I made some mistakes. This is what I deserve. And if I was God, I wouldn't love me anymore either. There's a lot of us that feel like that right now. The second thing was this. Most of the people looked at their life. I'm here and this is my life. And they jumped right to it. And I bet it'll always be like this. I bet it'll always be just like this. It's never, it's never gonna get any better. And Jesus said, that, that's who I wanna talk to first. That, that, those are the people that he strategically said, I wanna give you my first teaching and it will be my most repeated teaching. I, I've looked at all the teachings of Jesus. This is the thing he said over and over and over, which I would put right up there. And he must've thought this is like the most important thing I want you to get. So he gets all these people on a hill, all right? Some of them had crawled there, been carried there, had, had, had just barely made it there because they were barely hanging on. And, and, and he gets them together and he goes, I want to tell you something. And, and here's what he said. He says, so the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, it's, it, it's, it's at hand. It's right here. The kingdom of heaven is, 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 at, is at hand. And in different places in the Bible, he said it different ways. The kingdom of God is available. The kingdom of, uh, of heaven is, 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 uh, is drawn near to you. I like at hand because what he's saying is the kingdom of God, you can just reach out and take it. It's yours. And let me explain all those terms because they're kind of churchy, all right? Like in Christmas, um, and we did it a month ago, anytime you talk about one day God is going to send his son, he's going to be born in Bethlehem and he's going to grow up and he's going to die on a cross. He's going to take away all our condemnation, all of our sin, anything that separates us from God. The angel said this, remember? And when he gets here, of his kingdom, there shall be no end. We sing that in all these Christmas songs, all right? This is what Jesus is talking about. The kingdom that will go on forever and ever and ever. Jesus says, it's, it's at hand. It's a, here, take it. It's now uh, available to you. Now, let me, let me tell you this. And we talked about this uh, last year, right? 
Anytime that I hear the word heaven or kingdom of heaven, here's what comes to mind. And my dad was a pastor. I don't ever mind, remember him you know, teaching it this way, but we, we learn things and they just stick. And then we always think about it this way. Whenever I hear the word heaven or kingdom, in my mind, I think about like this castle and I've been to Disney World, so it looks like that one, all right? On a cloud in outer space and you go there after you die if you're good. That's what comes to mind when I think about heaven. Anybody else? Right? Say, like, yeah, if I'm good, then I go. And they haven't found it yet. It's hiding behind Mars. I don't know where it is, all right? But someday if we're good and we die, then we go to a place called heaven. And, and we do go to a place called heaven after, after our bodies die. But Jesus is saying that. Is, no, I'm talking here. I'm talking about the kingdom of God is available to you right, right now. What do you mean by that? The unrestricted, all access pass into God's presence. His power can come into your life. Nothing's gonna keep it out of your life. And once Jesus removes all the condemnation that separates you from God, the presence of God, Jesus is announcing this to all these people who are laying on the side of a hill broken, the presence of God is ready to come into your life and it's as close and as available. And I love, Dallas Willard says it like this. It's like the air that you breathe. Imagine being surrounded by the power and presence of God like air. You breathe it in. You breathe it out, you walk through it, and it keeps you alive. It's that, it's that available. And here's the thing is, when Jesus stood up and, and taught that most of the people had grown up going to, to, to Hebrew school and stuff like that, and they'd all heard, they all heard this before. When God sends, you know, his deliverer, his, his savior, whatever this, he's gonna bring the kingdom with him. But most of them, based on I'm here and this is my life, their immediate response was almost always, I don't see how that's true. I don't see how that's possible, all right? The, the power of God to change things in my life, I don't see how that, that's possible. I don't see how my life changing or anything getting better could ever be possible, all right? And I, I, I think Jesus' light, eyes just light up when everybody, anybody looks at him and goes, that's not impossible. Don't say that to Jesus. Because he's like, You're, really, right? You don't think it's possible. He would agree with you on, on one level, but then this is one of the, again, one of the most famous sentences that ever came out of Jesus' mouth. He said it over and over. Look at this. Anytime somebody said, I, I don't think you can do that. He said, listen, Jesus looked at them and he said, with man, and here, time out, right? What do you mean with man? On your own. We're gonna try really, really hard. We're gonna go counseling. We're gonna read some books. We're gonna put our hands in the middle and go, we're in. We're gonna, we're gonna try really, really hard. We're gonna be strong men and women. We're gonna actually pull it off this time. Listen, on your own, all right, it, this is what? Listen, if on your own was possible, you'd already fix your life. If, if you could fix this part of your life, if you could pull this back together, if you could figure this out on your own, you already would have. So when you sit there going, I don't, it's impossible. Yeah, it's because you're on your own, right? So on your own, this is impossible. But we're not talking about on our own anymore. But with God, and let's just say these next four words together. One, two, three. All things are possible, Right? They weren't possible yesterday because you tried it on your own. But now the power of God, the kingdom of God has now come into your life because Jesus has taken away everything that separates you from that. And things that were impossible last week actually become possible this week. That's the number one message Jesus came to teach. Trust me. I am who I said I am and I can do everything I promised to do, all right? I can take away all the condemnation of your sin, all the guilt and shame of your sin, everything that separates you from God. And from this point on, God will step into your life and all the power, the same power that created the universe can step into your life and what you put up a white flag and says it's done, that you put a, a, a tombstone on and God's dead and it's not coming back because it's impossible. God says, listen, with me, it's actually possible. Now with God, that's possible. And again, you're sitting there going, 
How? What what am I going to do? Even if it's possible, what what am I supposed to do? Well, let's go back to uh, a word because when I said, you know, the kingdom of God has come near or is at hand, I skipped over the the first word. It's the most important word. Look at this, all right? Jesus said this, from that time on, and that's right after he got baptized, Jesus began to preach saying, and there's the big word, what's the word? Repent, right? And we hit this a lot. Some of you are new, so we're going to hit it again today, all right? Repent. Why should I repent? Why should I do anything, right? right? Because the kingdom of heaven is, is at hand. It's, it's available. It wasn't last week, but now it is. You might want to repent. And repent means, means this, all right? So, so a lot of us grew up in church and we go, I know what that means, I think, all right? And, and, but for all of us, let me just get all on the same page. The flat iron's interpretation of the word repent, okay? Repent means this. You might want to rethink how you think about everything. You might want to rethink... What, how you think about everything, especially in light of if we really believe that what Jesus says is true is that impossible things can become possible, not on our own, but when he steps into our life, he can actually bring dead stuff back to life and he can bring things that are separated back together and he can actually change things and restore things. If we really believe that's actually possible now, then you might want to rethink the strategy that you've settled on for that part of your life. It'll never change. And my strategy is that's what it's always going to be. Well, Okay, but if you really believe that what Jesus says is true and the kingdom of God and every part of your life is now permeated with the power of God and impossible things are now possible, you might want to rethink how you're going to live that part of your life. And and this one, I, I am here and this is my life. I might need to rethink it now that I know that God's power is available to me, right? This is your life. Let me tell you what we're not talking about. We're not talking about changing your past. You can't change your past. There's nothing in the Bible, and there's not even a magic button from Jesus that we get going, you can change your past. You can get your 20s back. No, you can't. They're gone. Thank you. All right, right? That's just true, all right? We're not talking about changing your past. You can't change all the right turns and left turns and all the green lights and red lights, all the potholes, all the crash and burns in your past. You can get forgiven for all of it and all the condemnation can be taken away for it. We're not talking about changing your past. We're talking about, Jesus is talking about changing your future. What do you mean your future? You're in this chair right now. I'm talking about the, from the moment you get up out of this chair in about 15 minutes from this point on. That's your future. You're here. This is your life. Where do you want to go after you stand up in, in this chair? Where, where, where do you want to go? And what's it look like when you get there? This is my marriage. This is my family. This is my finances. This is my health. This is whatever, okay? This is it, all right? Where, where do I want to go from now on? And here's the other thing. And what's my strategy to get there? Right? And that's what I want to look at over the next, next, next several weeks in there. I, I want to give you three phrases or words or concepts and we're going to come back to them over and over and over and over again. And it's not like a step one, two, three, and you're, and you're cured. It's not like that. It's just like a filter or just something to lay any part of your life beside and go, let, let me just lay beside that. And what, what does that mean? And lay beside this. And what's that mean? And then let me, all, all three of these things. The first one is this. You can write them down if you want, but I think they'll stick. The first one would be reality, right? Or reality check. We're not talking about, what I, you know, if, if my life was different, then my life would, you know, we're talking, we're talking about this life. Reality check. I am here, and this is my life, and this is my marriage, and this is my body. You know, this is my family. This is my money. This is whatever. Reality check. I, I got to start here. 
right? Now, I'm going to give you a metaphor for that, all right? You've, you, you're going to be able to track on this. If you've ever been to like an amusement park or, or, or a mall or, I'll get really specific. Uh, I was down at 16th Street Mall, okay, all right, S- several months ago, and, 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 I'm, and I'm looking for something. I'm looking for, I'm looking for Elway Steakhouse because it's awesome, all right? Uh, steak and potatoes and bread, whatever that is, okay? And if you're a vegan, pray for me. But anyway, so, so, so I'm down there and I'm looking for, I can't find it. All right, and so I'm looking, I look around for like 30 minutes. It's just, I can't, can't find it. And then if you've been in a mall and you're lost, then, then you see the magical, it's like a light glowing there on the side of the, uh, of the sidewalk. There's this thing called a kiosk, right? Tracking with me, all right? And the kiosk, it's like three-sided and on two sides it has stuff I don't care about. But on one side, it has a map of the whole mall. And I go up to that map and I'm looking and you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for one of those little pins, right? And it has a little bubble and it has three words on, in, inside the bubble which says, you are here. I go, I'm right there. I thought I was way over there. All right, but I am right here. And then I look at the, at the, at the, the guide over here and goes, and Elways is right here. I am here and Elways is here. And, and this map says that if I will cross the street and go up three blocks, you know, past Starbucks, turn right, Elways is right there. And, and, and I, so, so if I will do this, if I'll make a strategy and I'll, and I'll walk across the street and walk up three blocks, turn right, then I should be at Elways. So that's one response. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do, all right? Here's the other response. That's not right. That's not right, you're wrong. Have you ever found yourself arguing with a sign? It's just crazy, you're like, what are you thinking? You're, you're, you're arguing with a sign, right? And you look and go, I don't, I don't believe that. That doesn't feel right. I don't see how that's possible because you know, I was here like a year ago and none of this was here. It's all changed. And in my mind, in my heart, whatever that is, Elway should be over there and I don't believe you. So I'm gonna follow my heart. I, I, I'll show you wrong. And I go looking for Elway's down the other way. And then you, know, you walk around for 30 minutes, 45 minutes and then you don't find Elway's and this is what happens. You get angry. I get angry. I get, get frustrated. I get Elway's. Why aren't you where you're supposed to be? Right? I get the mall, uh, you know, the world, Trump, whatever. I get mad at somebody, all right? It's all their fault. Is that too soon? Too, all right, anyway, right, right, right. <laughs> so here, here's what, here's what. So I'm, I'm walking around. I'm, I can't find Elways, but this is what most of us do. You know, but there's a Panda Express. I'll just do that. <laughs> and so you walk in there and go, you know what? This, this is just as good. <laughs> as a matter of fact, this is what I actually wanted all along. And that's not true. <laughs> You know, yeah? It's just, it's just not the same. You understand I'm not talking about Elway's and I'm not talking about, we're talking about life and all the parts of our life. See, th- we do this, all right? And I could throw a whole bunch of words up here and, and, and one of them's gonna land on you like, like this is my marriage and this is where I need to go with it or I'm single and this is what I need to do with this part of my life. Sexual integrity, friendship, family, finances, debt load, physical health and condition, my, my current career, like it or hate it, whatever that is, the things I'm addicted to, the habits that I have, the quality and the quantity of time that I have with my kids, my relationship with God, peace about my future, anxiety, worry, anger, bitterness, shame, the condition of our country, whatever that is, something's going to land on you and you're going to have one of those like you are here moments and I'm here and this is my life and this is what's going on inside of me and you're going to do one of two things. You're going you're to have a reality check and go, yeah, this is it. This is what's going on. This is reality. Like it, love it, whatever. This is reality. Or we're going to start arguing, but I don't want it to be don't judge me. And this isn't my fault. And we start pointing fingers at everybody going, yeah, well, yeah, I'm here, but it's not, you know, it's because he did this and she was supposed to do this and she didn't. But listen, nothing changes in our life from this chair on, right? Unless we're able to actually say, this is reality. This is reality. I wish it wasn't, but, but it is. Reality check. And then the next step would be this thing called faith. What do you mean faith? 
Well, that, that's my life. But this is what Jesus actually says is true and better about all the parts of that, especially me. This is what Jesus says is true about me. Over here, you know, some other people have told me stuff about me. And Jesus looks back and goes, that's just not true. They were wrong. They were wrong. You have value. You have worth. But they said I don't look the right way or I don't act the right way and I've made so many mistakes so therefore I'm disqualified. Jesus really go, that they're wrong. This is what I say is true about you. This is what I say is true about addictions. This is what I say is true about your body. This is what I say is true about money. This is what I say is true about parenting. This is what is true about all the important parts of your life. And you look and go, well, I'm here and it's very different than there. And then Jesus says this, and here's the, the million dollar question. Do I believe him? And that's called faith. All right, and let's just say, you know, this is my life. And I agree, what Jesus describes is better and I want that. Can I just tell you something? That's where most Christians stop, which is why nothing changes in our life. I'm a mess and Jesus has a better way. And I believe that. And we stop there and then nothing changes. And we get angry. We point fingers. Go back to the mall, okay? Standing in the middle of the 16th Street Mall, staring at a kiosk that says, I am here and Elway's is there and I believe it. I, I sing songs about it, whatever that, you know. I go to buildings that say it's all true, right? But until I take a step in that direction, nothing changes. I'm just as hungry as I've always been. There's nothing on my plate until I actually, here's the third one, repent. I gotta, I gotta do something different. I gotta make a new strategy from this chair on. So what is my strategy to get from where I am to say I, where I wanna be? This is my marriage. I want my marriage to be like that. What do I need to do different? This is my family. These are my kids. These, these are my parents. This is how much money I owe. And this is my income. This is my body. And listen, I don't care if you love Jesus. It's not getting younger. I know. All right. It's just, but this is, this is reality. What do I need to do from now on differently so that maybe I have a shot at ending up someplace better than where I am right now? Um, a, a couple weeks ago, I was riding around in my truck and I was, I was listening to uh, radio. Uh, it was a country station because I'm a Christian. And so I, I was listening to that. <laughs> and, uh, and a song came on the radio called From the Ground Up. And uh, my, my, I played it for my son. And I said, Dad, that's just sappy and just country. And then he hates it. And I, I said, but I'm sappy and country and I love it. And so anyway, but, but here's the, the premise of the song. Is that, and I don't know if it's the, the guy, they're already married. Uh, this, this young man and woman are already married or they're going to get married. But one of them looks at their grandparents and says, you know, they've been married for 65 years. And I want that. I, I want that. And so they, they go all the way back and they go, what do we need to do now? to build something from the ground up so that one day we actually have a shot. We've done everything that we know to do strategically so that 65 years from now, we're still tucking each other into bed and going, you know, I still love you. Nothing has changed. Our bodies have changed. Our, what, our health has changed. But you know what? You and I, we're still good. We're still in love. Because let me just write this. This is deep philosophy. No one gets to 65 years on accident. No one gets to any destination you know, on, 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 on accident. I'll give you another example. So, so Scott and I, we don't do a lot of weddings, but every wedding that, 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 that we do, we have some really common things we put in both of our ceremonies. First of all, we look at the, the, the couple and we go, hey, just let me tell you, kids, all right, this is as good as, it, as easy as it gets. And the bride looks at me like, do you know what the last month has been like? I know, I know, you know, but you're, you're, you're beautiful and he tried real hard, right? So you're, you're good, right? You're good. Um, 
And then there's a, there's a certain part where, the, you know, and think about, think about your own wedding, all right? And you looked into another person's eyes and, and you said, you know what, let's do this. Let, let's do this, and like, till we're dead, right? Like, for, for the next century, if it, if it lasts that long, all right, let, let, let's do this. No matter if we get sick or if we're healthy, if we're rich or we're poor, or better or worse, let's not quit. I'll come home to you every day. Let's do this. And you know what? I believe that every, maybe I'm naive here, I believe that every couple that I've, that I've performed their ceremony and they looked into each other's eyes and they made those vows and they promises, I believe they meant them with all their heart. I do. You did. I did. But what I have found is, what I haven't found is very many couples who have a strategy to say this thing that we're, we're promising and that's really, really good. So this is what we have to build like starting today from now on if we have ever any hope of making it to 65 years. And most people don't have a strategy, which is why most marriages last five or six years, not 65 Let's get, let's get off marriage. How, how, many, how, many, how many parents, and I'm, I'm going to lead the pack in this, all right, so I'm not throwing stones. How many of us parents would, would, would say or we would admit, I need to spend more time with my family. I need to spend more time with, with my children because I, 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 I agree with what Jesus says is true. I'm the most important person in their life as their mom or their dad. I, I need to spend more time with them. I only have them every other weekend. I need to make sure, you know, whatever that is, that I am their mentor. I am their pastor. I, I am their leader. I tell them how much they're worth and how much value. There's nobody even... Close second place to the role I play in their life. I need to spend more time with my son, and I'm gonna get to it really soon. And then nothing changes, right? And you know what? I'm not throwing stones because you, you, ha- you have stuff you have to get done. I mean, your job is all consuming. And in order to make the money to put that house over them, that you love them, and in order to you know, put them in the five sports leagues, because that's what all kids do today, all right? And in order to, ha- to send them to that camp and to have that kind of you know, you know, SUV to, to drive them around and, and able to go on vacations and all the kind of things, all right? I have to work a lot of hours and I have to travel, but I'm going to get to you, son. And then a lot of us have this panic moment this reality check where we go, oh no, they're leaving in six weeks. They're graduating, they're going off to college, they're getting married, they're, they're going to the military, whatever. And here's what we do. We try to cram, cram 10 years of being a good dad into six weeks. Somebody say, it just doesn't work. And then we get angry. We get angry, we feel judged, we judge ourselves. We get angry at our kids, we get angry at our, at, at our job, we get angry at, at ourselves. But nothing changed because we never had a strategy. We actually took a step. One of my favorite series we've ever done uh, here at Flatirons, it's five or six years ago. It was, a, it was a series, you can get online, you can still watch it, all right? It's called Reverse Engineering. I, I love that. It's where that whole thin red line thing came from. But the whole series was, was built on this premise, and this is gonna be offensive to some of you, so just pray through this, all right? But, but it was built on the premise of, of taking a rifle, and there's a target way down there, and I'm trying to take aim and shoot my bullet at the bullseye, that being the life that I actually want, and this is the trajectory of my life. And so I, I, I'm aiming my life because that's where I want my life to go from now on. But what we do is we look ahead and we go, you know what? My bullets, my life, it's, it's landing everywhere except where I say it wants to go. What, what's, what's wrong? Where most of us going, somebody move the target. And our solution is my bullet hit over there. I'll just take the target. I'll put it down there. I'm good. I hit it. That's what I wanted anyway. Pan Express, right? That, that's, what, that, that's, that's exactly what we're saying. But there, there's a problem with that. A saying goes like this, bullets don't lie. They only go where they're pointed. 
and your life only goes in the direction you go, strategically, that is where I'm going to go. There's going to be some bumps and some, be some things that get in the way of that, but this is where I'm going, and I'm not going to stop going that way. And the truth is, all right, wherever you are right now in your life, if you want your life to be different or better, downrange, five years from now, 10 years from now, 65 years from now, okay, that, that's not what changes. Up here, something needs to change in me. In me, I can't change other people. I can't change their response to me or whatever. All I know is that if I have any hope of hitting the bullseye, which I say that's what I want because that's what God says is better, then something has to change way up here. Now, I'm done, all right? Here's what I want you to do. I'm not done, you know that. But um, <laughs> I, want, I want you to pick out one or two areas of your life. And you know what? You don't have to pray about it. You've been thinking about it for the last 30 minutes. I want you to pick out one or two areas of your life and, and I want you to put them through this filter, to maybe starting today, but definitely over the next two or three weeks. So pick out one area of your life. This is what's going on with my daughter. This is what's going on with my health. This is what's going on with my debt. This is what's going on with my boyfriend. This is what's going, whatever that is in your life going, that's really, really important. And, and it just it doesn't feel right. I want you to take it through this, this filter. Have a reality check. This is reality. I wish it was different. I thought it would be different, but it's not. This is it. Any area of your life. This is a reality check. And then I want you to move to faith. And this is what Jesus says is true about me, about us, about that. It should mean more than that. It shouldn't mean as much, whatever that is. And you look at it and go, but it's broken and, and I don't know how it can be fixed. But Jesus says that with him, all things are possible. And if I'll invite him into this part of my life, his power, even if, even if we don't come back together, I won't fall apart because his power will hold me together. I actually believe that impossible things can become possible. And do I believe that in this area of my life? And then don't stop there. So if I want that to actually become a reality, what do I need to change? What do I need to repent? What is my strategy from this chair on if my life is ever gonna line up closer with what is good and true and better according to Jesus and that I've always wanted. Now, I want to give you two Bible verses and uh, you, don't, you don't have to look them up. They're, they're printed in your, in your program. You can look them up later when you get home. But this, the writer uses a metaphor of running a race. And all you runners, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get this, all right, more than maybe some of the rest of us. But it's a metaphor of a person running a race. We don't know how long it is, if it's 100 meters or if it's a marathon. But, but that, that, that runner is at the starting line and they want to get to the finish line because at the finish line, there's this prize that they're going to take hold of and go, it was worth it. All right, but in order to make it there, some things have to happen in their life. Look, look at this, this is Hebrews chapter 12. It says this, therefore, time out, okay? The first 11 chapters are all about what Jesus promises. Jesus can do this, he's already done this, and because Jesus did this, you can actually walk right up to God, right into his presence, boldly approach the throne and go, Father, this is what's going on in my life, and I need help, and his power will give you the power to make impossible things possible. So if we really believe what Jesus says is true, if that's true, right, therefore, and I love this, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and we started with that, you are surrounded by a whole bunch of people going, yeah, I feel that too. But let's even go beyond that. There are people in heaven right now, and if they could, they would, they would yell into your ear right now, I, me too. I've been there. I, I, you know what? I quit twice. The third time I got it right. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep running. All right? If all that's true, and we believe all that's true, let us, runners, we're running, right? Let us lay aside every weight. That makes sense. You don't carry a bunch of baggage, right? Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. 
And let us run with endurance. Don't quit. We're going to talk about that next week, all right? With endurance. The race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. There's my finish line. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. He is who he said he is. He'll keep every promise. And here's how we know that's true. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God right now. Now, running terms, all right? The person's running and they're going, you know what? I'm carrying some weight and I'm not going to make it to where I said I was going to go unless I cast it off. And it just, I like one verse that says, there's this stuff that entangles me. And every time I try to run my race, I fall down again. And here's the application. A point is coming in your life. And maybe it's right now where you're going to have to say, if I have any hope of moving from I'm here and this is my life to something better, I'm going to have to let go of something because it's too heavy. And every time it clings to me, it trips me up. And this is what we're talking about, all right? I am holding on to something that doesn't agree with what God says is true. This is my life. Jesus says that's true about me, about us, whatever. And, And I don't believe him. And when you're holding on to something that's different than what God says is true, that by definition is sin, You can't let go of other people's sin. You can let go or you don't have to carry anymore the sin that they've done against you because it's just too heavy. And every time it becomes a part of your life and every time you hold on to it because you're angry or bitter or whatever, you know, it's like it wraps around your feet and you fall down over and over. A moment is coming in your life and maybe it's even right now, but it's definitely on the way where you're gonna have to say, do I hold on to this or do I run and take hold of the prize? Because both won't happen. So I'm done. We are, I really am. Uh, so the, the band, we're, they're going to teach you a song right now. And uh, um, it, it'll make some sense today, but in a couple weeks, and we're going to sing it every week, so you learn it. But uh, in a couple weeks, it's going to mean a, a, a lot more. And let me kind of set it up for you. We just talked about running a race, and that's where I want to go. I want to take hold of that. I, I, want, I want to get to the place that Jesus says is really, really good. So in the Bible, in, in the last book of the Bible, Revelation, ooh, all right, right? There's this guy named John, and he, in the last few chapters of the Bible, he actually paints a picture of, of what heaven is going to be like. And one of these, and I've read it all my life, and then and it, I missed it, but there's this, there's this one picture that John paints of, uh, there's these 24, he calls them elders, who, um, who the, as they went through their life, they, they were persecuted, they went through hardship, you know, they fell down, they made mistakes, but they never quit. And every time they kept on running and, and, and taking hold of what God says is right, true, and good, the, the reward for that was this beautiful thing. And, and I don't know if it's, it, it's really like this, but the, the metaphor that John uses, it's like a crown that sits on their head. And you've heard of that before. You know, you're getting crowns in heaven or something like that. So when I, when I don't quit, I'm really holding on to what Jesus says is right, true, and good. Picture that as this crown. But here's the, the beautiful part that I've missed all my life. One by one, these 24 elders walk up to Jesus and they take off the crown and they go, that's for you. That's, that's for you. Because you know what? I, we would never have made it on, on our own. But because of your power and your grace and your forgiveness and all my mistakes and all the times I fell down and you picked me back up and you held me together and you gave me another chance, this is, this is for you. I, I, can't, I, I can't wait for that moment. And sometimes when it's really, 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 really hard, now I'm able to go, the day is coming. When I'm going to look Jesus in the face and go, I did the best I could. And what I couldn't do, you made possible. Otherwise, I was done a long time ago. Can you picture that? And sometimes that's the only thing that keeps me going. 
So they're going to teach a song. Now, normally, you know, when we, when we start singing this last song, everybody stands up and you kind of read and you sing like, here's what I'd like you to do. Um, don't stand up right now. And you don't even have to sing. I want you to let the, the words and the truth and the meaning kind of wash over you so that as we sing it from now on, you'll go, oh, yeah, a day is coming when I go, I, the only way I made it is you. And so t- take that, right? So let it wash over you. And then when it, when it kind of clicks in your heart, then stand up and sing. And if, and if you don't, it doesn't click, I'll stand up and then you stand up. All right, so, uh, but anyway, um, here we go from this chair on. So God... Um, this brings up a lot of stuff because nobody is thinking about, you know, theoretically, I'm, no, no, there are real parts of our life right now that we, we look at and go, wow, that's very different than what I thought it was going to be. This is harder than what I thought it was going to be. Or some of us are going, this is so important and so good, but everybody around me, they, they lose this and I don't want to lose this. So what, what do I need to do differently than everybody else is doing or what I've done in the past so that this good thing that you've given to me, I take good care of and and what is the thing in my life that's broken that in order for it to line up with what you say is right, true, and good, what do I need to do from this point on? Because one day, Jesus, I'm going to look you in the face and went, I made it. It was ugly. It was hard. It was brutal. But we did. We made it because of your power. You made impossible things possible. Here, Jesus, that was all for you. So teach us. The most important thing is you because you make impossible things possible. That's our, our prayer in Jesus' name, amen.